Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's get into the Dolphins hooker. No, sorry, Dolphins hooker. <laughs> the, first note, the first note is Dolphins hooker, Jeremy Marshall King. <laughs> Don't get into the Dolphins hooker. Doesn't exist. Uh, Dolphins v. the Raiders. Uh, what, what an incredible win. What a, two for two. It is absolutely phenomenal what they're doing up there. And the way they're doing it as well, like I, I thought that, they were a bit unlucky to lose, not a bit unlucky, extremely unlucky to lose Sean O'Sullivan at the end there. Uh, yeah, what, what a... I just... I'm blown away by the fact they opened the season two for two. They play the Knights next week. Now, are they guaranteed to win? Obviously not. But it is a winnable game, which is funny because I feel like at the start of the year, you would have said, oh, Knights favourite for sure, heading into Knights-Dolphins game. Are the Dolphins favourites heading into Knights Dolphins? I think they, without a doubt, would be. Mm. For sure, I'd be confident in saying they are. Um, mate, I think the Dolphins have been so refreshing, and I don't want this to take away from what the Dolphins have done, but haven't they just reminded us how much of a simple game rugby league can be? You get your <laughs> fundamentals right, you get your one percenters right, you kick to your right spots, you complete your sets, you don't need superstars everywhere. You know, a guy like Sean O'Sullivan, who's you know probably smarter between the ears than most halfbacks in this competition. It's not a hard game. I think mm. it's an overcomplicated game a lot of the time. And guess who's leading that charge? Wayne Bennett once again. Yeah, it's a mate. Like, it's so good for rugby league. And you know, I think there was a big question about, you know, was there enough talent to bring in another team? There clearly is enough talent. I've always been of the mind is there's not enough good coaches. And there's not enough uh, good systems. That's the issue. Is not the playing talent. It's the systems they're in and the coaches that they're being coached by. And I think Wayne Bennett kind of proves that. He's taking a bunch of players that everyone said wouldn't fire a shot, or at least would be okay. Just they wouldn't make the eight. I think most people have them bottom four. Man, look, I, I still don't have them in my eight. But if you said Dolphins are in my eight, it would not. It's not. I'm not sitting there going, "Come on, bro, you're being a bit ambitious there." I'm going. I can see the logic behind it. They're a gritty, gutsy side that get through their sets and play good, simple footy. Yeah, it's just, 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to be negative, but I just think that being the gutsy footy side, I just think it'll be interesting to see how they go across 27 weeks with that. That's where the week-to-week challenge really starts. So you still have them in your bottom two? Not in my bottom two, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I want to see a little bit more. I mean, fuck, I was sitting in this chair last year going, you're an idiot. The Newcastle Knights are the real deal. They fucking weren't. Mm. I just think I just want to see a little bit more. I want to see them this week without Jeremy Marshall King. I think that their, their depth as the season goes on will be questioned. I'm not saying that I think they're going to be bottom four still, but I just I, I still want to see, as I want to see more out of every other team mm. in this competition as well. They're heaps better than I thought they would be. They're, they're tenacious. They hang in the contest. But I just think that, it's a very long season, as we know, and I, I just want to see a bit more of them. I personally will be shocked if they're in the bottom two. Like, I'll be shocked. I just think that what for what I've seen, for the way they play and, and how they're playing, that's not a bottom two side in the NRL. Like, do I, as I said, I don't have them in my eight, and I'm not saying they'll potentially even challenge for the eight, but I can't – I can – like, are you going to – anyone sitting there, like, the bottom two, what, they probably only win four games this year? Halfway there now. Like, you know what I mean? I, I can see them dragging out at least six to ten wins in the in the season. 27, yeah. 27 rounds where you played 25 games, a few obviously buys in there. So the bottom might, might be that sort of maybe five to seven range or five to six, I suppose. Yep. See, I can see them just just grinding out at mm. least at least another five wins. I'd be very shocked if they can't pull together another like five wins in the rest of the season. Yeah, and... I come back to it last year. We said the same thing about Newcastle after two weeks and I folded on my takes there and they went on to win another mm. four games for the rest of the season and finished on the same amount of points as the bottom two sides. So I'm hesitant. I agree. I think the Dolphins are a different situation. They've mm. shown more, but I, I just want to see more out of them. I want to see the week-to-week grind and how they where, go. Where do you have them finishing? Do you still have them in the bottom two right now? No, I don't have them in the bottom two, but I still reckon they'll be bottom five or six. Well, fuck. <laughs> that's fucking That's a wide window <laughs> Oh yeah okay But we're I not putting them in the in, eight So where do you put them? Well I still have them In the bottom five or six At the moment I think we're on the same page here Yeah 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 For sure Yeah yeah But I, I, it wouldn't surprise me If they are a little bit lower than that They haven't really had A major injury yet And when they do have injuries The depth is the big question mm. Like the, the roster at the moment they're, they're playing very well But when you go below those guys There's a lot of question marks That have, have to be mm. asked cool. Like they, they lose Jeremy Marshall King this week. Yeah. You've got a debutant who's played nine minutes, two weeks in a row, will play hooker, and Cody Nicarima will be your other hooker. Mm. That, and that's, I think that's where, as they should, they're going to face challenges throughout the season like that. And I just think also that played their first game at Suncorp, packed it out, it was unreal. They then went their first game at KO Stadium at Redcliffe. I think there's a lot of emotion in it at the moment. You can't carry emotion for 27 weeks. I think that once we get into week six, seven, eight, I think I'll I'll have a better understanding of where the Dolphins are at and who they are as well. Mm. I, I from what I've seen so far, I um I I disagree in the sense that I don't think they're actually playing off that much hyper emotion. I think they've got a really good culture there and really mm. high standards that the Bromwich brothers uh, and Kafusi have set. And so I just can't see a team with that kind of grit and mentality uh, finishing bottom two. Like I'll, I'll be I'm, obviously if they do, I'll say I was wrong, but. I, um, they're just too gritty. They're too, they're too in the same, they go in the same direction. They're all behind each other. Um, and the standards are too high for them to, uh, so I actually probably have them around right now. I reckon they'll probably finish the uh, 12th, 11th, uh, 12th, 13th around there. I reckon 
Um, Which I think for their first year is a sensational. Oh, for sure. Yep. Because, like, again, most people said there wasn't enough talent for that. Yep. Um, what, about, what do you reckon, Timmy? Have they moved out of your bottom? And obviously this can change. Like, in a few weeks if they're playing busted, we're allowed to go back and say, look, I probably think they'll finish too. But, like, right now, do you still have them in the bottom two finish? Uh, oh, I need to be very careful with what I say around the Dolphins, mate, because I can't really afford to come back here next week and just look like a complete moron again. So I've made enough apologies as it is. <laughs> uh, look, bottom four, I've still got them bottom four, and yep. I, I'm glad Guru sort of spoke first because it's for all the reasons that he just mentioned around the longevity of a season, squad depth. Uh, you mentioned that you, that you don't think they probably are playing off sort of too much hype and you know, hyper intensity, I think was the word. I think they haven't. It's it's one thing that I've seen in recent years and had drilled into me of any team on their day can get up for one game. And whether whether there's hype around it for whatever reason, on their day, whether you're the best or the worst team in the NRL, you can get up for one game. It's backing it up down the track and later on in the season and week to week. We saw it last year, even as an example, with Manly after Jersey Gate when they shut the bed and lost, what, seven in a row or something. But the week that they lost all their players, they played the Roosters and everyone thought it was going to be a massacre. And the Manly squad that went out there, and a lot of it was reserve grade side, busted their asses and they got up. But <coughs> moving to the week after that and down the track, they folded. So, as Guru said, round one at Suncorp, their first ever game, hyper-intensity. Round two, first game at Redcliffe, hyper-intensity. It's just, I think it's going to take a toll on them. So, uh, look, they've exceeded expectations. Uh, they've... Certainly exceeded my expectations, obviously, but uh, they get their first road trip this week. It's, it's worked out perfectly for them in that the poor old Knights are decimated. So the Dolphins, as you said, they, they probably are starting as favourites in this game mm. and they can make it three from three. Mm. Um, I, I'll be tipping the Dolphins, I think. But in terms of finishing position, I, bottom two to bottom four more conservatively uh, is probably still where I've got them. And I also think, I completely agree with everything you said about their building culture with Yukafusis, these sort of guys. It was the back end of last season that we were sitting there. Once you got the week-to-week grind, we're going, oh, how are these guys going to go at the Dolphins over an entire season? So I just, yeah, I, I'm just hesitant at the moment to get too high on them, and I, I, I know that you're not. But And to be fair, I'm going to tip them to win this week again. Mm. I think they beat Newcastle. So there's three wins all of a sudden. You're, mm. Yeah, well, halfway to finishing 13th yeah. straight yeah. away, which is a fair point. I just, I, I just worry that if they lose two in a row, two could turn into a lot more. I yeah, I just... I just think that, like, with the leaders that they've got to the club and with Wayne, they're going to jag wins. Like, mm. they're just going to find a way to get, I don't know. And, like, as I said, I don't have them in the top eight. I don't even have them battling for the top mm. eight uh, at the end of the year. But I reckon around the 12th mark is, at the moment, where I think they're going to land. They're going to be a real tough team to play because they may go on a losing streak, but all of a sudden they pull it together and they fucking blow you off the park and you go, fuck, as a team, you go there thinking you're going to dominate and you don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see how they go. I, I love what I've seen. I really have. And, again, watching the Stan documentary, guys, please go and watch it. And just hearing the thought process that's gone into that roster, maybe that's why I'm a little bit higher on them after seeing the thought <laughs> I process. I haven't watched that, to be fair. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, one thing they have lost now, Kempi, is, is the ambush factor. Mm. Round one, I think people are probably thinking easy beats. I'm almost certain the Roosters were thinking easy beats. They might not say that that, that was the attitude, but mm. I reckon they were going into that game pretty confidently. They came out and won that round two against the Raiders. Uh, now, after seeing round one, the Raiders wouldn't have been as confident, but they would have still been going, you know what, hype straight off round one, we can win this game. 
It was a wet game up there. It was perfect for Wayne Bennett's style of footy. Guru, you touched on the simplicity of it and how effective it is. Super effective in those conditions, but they're not going to get any complacency from opposition going into games for the rest of this season because they've shown <laughs> that they are absolutely NRL quality and they, you know, they're not here to make up numbers. Well, look at this. Raiders had 52% possession, a high completion rate at 82% completion. Uh, Dolphins had 48% completion and uh, sorry, 48% possession, 75% uh, completion rate. And like when I see stuff like that, I'm going, like the Raiders only missed 13 tackles. Yep. And the Dolphins still won the game. Like that to me is incredible. The Raiders had two tries and the Dolphins had a simbin before the Dolphins scored their first point and they found a way to win. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, and I just don't know, if, does emotion get you that? I don't know. Fuck, it gets you 40 minutes of it. Does it get you two weeks of it? I don't know. I, I, I personally think the two weeks at starting at the, at the two stadiums, I, I think that's played a role in the first two it, weeks. Well, it actually works perfectly because now they're going to the Newcastle Knights Stadium, which will be fucking packed out. Well, not packed out, but big turnout. Yeah. So, like, they've got another big stadium yeah. game. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, look, mate, I... Um, I think it's incredible what they're doing. I really think it's incredible. And, like, some of the stats, some of their players, like, you got Marky Nichols, the GOAT, coming off the bench, 50 minutes, 185 metres against a Raiders forward pack. Not just like a – we're talking super aggressive Raiders. 71 post contact, 30 tackles, only one miss. Yeah, how good – coming up – Coming up against his old club as well, the Canberra. To be fair, he's had more clubs than Tiger Woods. <laughs> what do you went from the Raiders to the Storm to the Bunnies up to the Dolphins? He's a journeyman, but how consistent is he? Mm-hmm. Like he's not punching out one fifty meters here or one fifty there. He's so consistent nowadays. I mean, he always was, but bloody hell, he's turned into a footballer. Last three years, I reckon, yeah. ever since Wayne. Yeah, yeah, ever since Wayne. Yeah, he's Wayne been super bunnies. consistent. And, and isn't it interesting that like two of the greatest coaches in the game. Craig Bellamy and Wayne Bennett, that all over him. Mm. They loved Mark Nichols and wanted him at their club. We we spoke about him on uh, Beers and Break Evans the other day, but he wasn't named when we did our show last Monday. Came off the bench, Mason Teague, another one that they've got yeah. from the Penrith Panthers. Good sort. Oh, yes, very <laughs> good sort. Yeah, does well for himself. Just he, quietly. Um, just quietly. <laughs> nine hit-ups, 100 metres, 29 tackles. That's in his debut being a smaller forward coming up against the Canberra Raiders. Yeah. Very good. And that's where we said in the preseason between him, Katoa, Jack Bostock, like there's a heap of guys there that they could be the next generation sort of stars. Mm. And they are well set up in that regard. I I thought my favourite moment of the entire weekend was when Sean O'Sullivan got Simbin off the field and he was standing on the sideline. He was almost in tears because that's how much it meant to him and how much <laughs> mm. he wanted to win that game of football. I, I love seeing that sort of emotion from guys, especially from a guy that it's all between his ears. Like you, you, you speak about like Chad Townsend, if you put him in a skill test of how he'd go compared <coughs> to other halfbacks, and Isaiah would be oh, – sorry, Sean O'Sullivan would be still be a mile behind Chad in that, but between the years, he just, he just pulls the right rein mm. every single time. My moment of the weekend, of the whole weekend, the game's on the line. The game is on the fucking line. You're at your first home ground game, Redcliffe. It's slippery conditions. You would have every right to just play it safe. Isaiah Catella says, give me the fucking ball. <laughs> Goes deep into the line. Dummy out the back. And he's, also, he's basically saying to the winger, you need to make a big play to stop this play. Like the, the guts to, to not only – we would have been giving him a rap if he just made the play and they got tackled. But the guts to 
execute that play the way he did in such a big moment is phenomenal. It's, it's, you, people don't understand how much pressure a lot of halves when they're younger say send the ball the other way like i don't want to be the guy on social media that everyone's if he if he throws that too far out the back because he's not looking or whatever he gets annihilated on social media everywhere he goes his family is saying oh have you seen what this person said about you that person said like it is so much bigger than just oh a bad play like he has to live with that for at least a couple of weeks and he nailed it yeah nailed it i got sent a photo from one of the dolphins photographers before he even releases the ball, he knew he had him beat. That's unreal. You can see the little grin yeah. on his face. Before he even releases the football, he just knew I had him beat. Oh, I've man. got, I've got Matty Tomoko. He's come in. I've got him beat here. This is his second year. Of, this is his second game of first. Second grade. game, yeah. It is incredible. And I, you know, I, I've wrapped Isaiah for a long time. When he got picked, I tried to be very hesitant because I thought it's going to take him a few months for him to get used to the pace of first grade. He looks like he's got more time now than some halfbacks that have been playing for two and three years. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And he's not even a five eight. He wants to be a halfback, and he, he will be a halfback. And eventually. he like plays his role so well. He doesn't overcall things too much. Yep. He doesn't demand too, like he is humble. So good. It's so good to see. And like, you know what's ironic is there is a world where, and I know people are saying that there's a world where there is a future where <laughs> the the rhetoric around Bennett was the recruitment was diabolical heading into this year. Diabolical. Let's say they keep on this trajectory. Let's say they outperform even what we're thinking right now and they go fight for the eight and then in two more years, Katoa hits his straps, becomes the best seven in the game or one of the best sevens in the game. All of a sudden, it goes from people saying it is the worst recruitment we've seen to this was a mastermind in recruiting. Like that's the precipice we're currently on in this this season. We've gone from people genuinely saying it's terrible to they've recruited perfectly the best young guys, really good old battlers, get the experience together, and then they move forward. I'm not saying they're anywhere near that yet, but they've got their they've taken the first step towards that. I, I think Isaiah like when especially for like where rugby league's at at the moment that we're starting the international game starting to grow so mm. much. I think he's going to be a turning point. And you have a look at, you know, your Tongan teams over the years. They've always been stacked in the forwards, stacked in the outside backs. They've never had halves. All of a sudden, this kid emerges. I reckon he's going to be a real turning point. You know, you know, for years how you've had Samoa Tonga, they've always got great sides, but then you've got Staggs playing 5'8", Lola Hea playing halfback, Peter Godinay jumping in at seven. I reckon he could be the start of something new here, and I'm so excited for it in rugby league. For sure. Um, and just quickly before we wrap up, the Dolphins, Hamiso. I was really, it was getting to a point, I know he's got so many years ahead of him, but I was like, is he going to be the star that we all know he can be? Is he a star? Holy. Uh, there, there was games He's leading the Dally M's. Yeah, and there was, uh, you know what, well, that, 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 that's obviously impressive. What stands out for me is that last year he would finish games at fullback and you go, he had five hit-ups. Mm. He had 19 in game one, he had 14 in this I game. Know. So you're getting a mixture of all the work, but the big plays as well. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about when some young players, they need just time to round their game out. He's been outstanding at fullback. And he's gone from, we were literally, oh, well, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I was literally going, I don't even know if he's a fullback, to he's outstanding at fullback. That was my exact thoughts. Like, I'm so far from convinced he's a fullback. And now I go, actually, no, he's not even at his potential at fullback yet. Like, he could get better. Yeah, not only is he a fullback, but sky's the limit with him because of his blistering speed. Mm -hmm. Holy dooly. So Dolphins, very exciting. Now onto the Raiders. Um, 
Ben, I'm not saying this facetiously or whatever, Timmy, but I'm actually a bit concerned about the Raiders. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't see the same punch in their four pack that I used to see. Like I know they're notoriously slow starters, and Ricky, you know, likes to treat trials more as they just get them game time and that. But I'm just not seeing that punch. That, and I know they're missing Papali'i, you know, but it's still a strong forward pack that usually dominates mm. other forward packs. And I am getting a bit worried that. They don't have the same punch as they may have had in yesteryear. Uh, not panic stations by any stretch. You know, they've gone down in tight ones. They haven't had like a, a ton of points put on them. But this was a Raiders side heading into this year where I was like, I thought their roster improved so much that they could even challenge for a top four to a degree. Like, did I have in my top eight? I can't even remember I did. But I thought there was a world where Tarpinair, Papali'i, uh, Hudson Young go to another level and we're going wow the Raiders are here to stay but I, I'm uh, yeah not convinced now not, not convinced that they'll even finish in the top eight only been two games understand that they might come out next week and belt someone and we go you know what the Raiders are back but from what we've seen I've been a bit underwhelmed to be honest Timmy? yeah well so you talk about panic stations I think prior to round one, I had my reservations around them because of their their you know their lack of a one, their lack of a nine, and I mentioned before about how the the rain, the wet weather in Radcliffe suited that simplistic style of footy for the Dolphins. Mate, suited the Raiders as well. Mm. They they play a pretty simple brand of footy. We'll smack you through the middle, high completions, and we'll just we'll run you out of the game. So there's no excuses for them at all in this one. Like if it was a, it was a highly expansive team who threw the ball around and went up there and tried to move around and too much drop ball because of that, it would have been a concern. But yeah, look, I'm I actually had them when we did our predictions that if Manly were to fire off the back of Tommy Turbo saying fit that they could drop out of the eight. Now it's becoming very concerning. As you said, Kempi, they were two very tight losses. Mm. Uh, Papaliti to come back into the side, so not panic stations, but. It's, it, it's not the most in, inspiring roster at the moment, is it? Yeah. I, and, like, when you look at the stats, like, Tarpanis still had a massive game. He had bloody 177 metres, 72 post-contact, 36 um, tackles, zero missed. But I don't know. It, they just don't have that same aggression that I've seen over the last few years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll tell you, tell you two things that I saw and I absolutely loved from Ricky Stewart on the weekend. I messaged you boys as soon as it happened, mm. but Jackie White swung both sides. Yes, yes. And he scored a try 13 minutes in doing it. It's like, thank Christ. Mm. Took all of 13 minutes to have success with it. Yep. Jamal played as the seven, and Jack was going both edges. Really um, proactive move from Ricky Stewart. And the other one he did, and I don't know whether it'll be successful or not, but I like that he's trying it. Because there is a, a lack of spark in the side, I, I sort of wonder where points will come from at times. Tommy Starling came on and played as a 13, not as a hooker. Mm. So a bit like what they did back in the day, I know, a bit bigger than him, but Josh Hodgson would go as a ball-playing lock. Now, we sat there all pre-season, went, who's the Raiders' ball-playing lock? And they didn't have one. They're giving Tommy Starling a crack. I know he's small, but we've also got a big gun forward pack, so maybe yep. it can work. So well, he has to defend there anyway. Exactly right. So, it's like so I, I'm keen to see how that unfolds in coming weeks. Uh, what do you reckon about the Raiders, Guru? Yeah, I sort of agree with you know, everything you guys have said, I think for me, I was watching them going, geez, Tapanay's getting through work, Horsburgh getting through work, Gula's getting through work, but you just like that punch. Yeah. As you said before, I, I, like, I, I don't feel like any of the Raiders players played overly poorly, no. but they're just not getting on the front foot like they mm. were. I don't know if it's conditions. I also think it has been tough for them going to North Queensland, coming back to Canberra, going up to the yep. Dolphins, coming back. So I, I think that's, that's the NRL. You've got to mm. deal with that shit at the end of the day. Um, but 
yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't think it's panic stations, mm. but I'm... Well, the worry with the Raiders is, like, they don't want to be chasing points at the end of the year. You know, like, they, you, every game they drop, it could be... With Manly firing, with the Broncos firing, that could be a death sentence to the top eight finish for them because they were already hovering around that spot. And so that's the... If they don't pick it up and start winning some matches, like let's say they go, who, who have they got this coming week? Sharkies in Canberra. Like they could lose that. Mm, yeah. That's all on three. And then who's got, who have they got after that? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And so they're not like, for example, the Roosters, you could go, okay, drop a few games, look at your roster. Whereas I think the Raiders don't have really that luxury. I think they've got to be a bit better at the start of the year. So they've got, as you said, Sharks next week, then they've got Knights, but then they've got Panthers and Broncos after that. So, like, let's say they're one from seven. Again, I'm, that's – but they, that, put it this way. So they've got Sharkies next week. Sharks next week. Then they've got the Knights. So they'll only yeah. be favourites against the Knights, most likely. Most likely. Now, some may have the Raiders' favourites at home mm. this week. That's that's a tough run. That's a tough run. That's pretty much how you started last year, wasn't it? Yeah, we started. We were like, from memory, we were fifteenth or sixteenth after. Was it something like eight or seven or eight rounds? And then went on a crazy run. Yeah. And it, but it was only really Broncos' terrible form that gave you an opportunity to get in. Yeah. If Broncos just went three or four, like two games, yeah, out of that, the same. I think you mentioned before that Tommy Starling came on and played a bit of thirteen. Um, this won't shock anyone, but you know, obviously. The Sharkies halfback, um, Puteru, that we spoke about a few weeks ago. He's got a brother that's playing for Canberra. He played lock forward in their reserve grade. 73 minutes, 224 metres, 36 tackles. Uh, I thought in the trial he looked really good. I don't even know if he's in your top 30. But I reckon he's one to maybe keep an eye on in the future. Another thing, uh, just what we need, another gun forward. (laughs) But he's a different body shape forward. He's not that, like, all your forwards are the same. They're, they're, all, they're all bigger body. I reckon if you can get a smaller guy who can defend like him and can just create a little bit like what Mason Teague did for, for, for the Dolphins on the weekend, it can I come can imagine handy. the Raiders four-pack with Jermaine in it. Jermaine Hopgood. Yeah. That's how you say his name. Jermaine. Because it's got a little apostrophe. If he, hey, look, if he wants to be fancy with his little apostrophe, I'm going to say it fancily. <laughs> Didn't the Hello Sport Boys want him to bring out his own um, um, fragrance or something? Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe. Probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> Yeah, not panic stations by any stretch for the Raiders. They've had two gutsy close wins where they've been in the game in the last five minutes. But when you look at, like, as a club, you want to be progressing each year. And hasn't that kind of been the Raiders' story the last few years? Gutsy losses by six points. It's like you want to get past that and just just uh, ho- hopefully they can. It's not panic stations, but it's definitely like, boys, we need to start picking some wins up because the games are actually going to get tougher outside of the Knights going forward. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.